This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Dr. Dawn on Careers. Dr. Don on Careers on Sirius XM Channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Don Graham, and I'm the career director for the executive MBAs at the Wharton School. I'm also a licensed psychologist, former corporate recruiter, and author of the book Switchers, How Smart Professionals Change Careers and Seize Success. We are so excited to be back live in the studios taking your call. 844-942-7866. I'm here with Dan Cash and standing in for Dion. We have Chris Tooks in studio helping us out today. So if you're in a tough situation, we are your personal career coach every Thursday, noon Eastern. Switchers are the future of work. Are you ready to invent? So as always, we're here for you, our listeners, all hours sharing creative job search strategies, the latest career trends to help you have the best year yet. If you have a question, we'll be taking your calls later this hour at 844-942-7866 to help you navigate those hurdles. But first, I am very excited to kick off today's show with a guest that I've been a major fan of for many, many years. She is America's personal finance expert, and USA Today has called her a force in the world of personal finance and a one-woman financial advice powerhouse. A number one New York Times bestselling author many times over, host of the podcast Women and Money, and one of the top motivational speakers in the world today. We are thrilled to welcome Susie Orman to Dr. Dawn on Careers. Welcome to the show, Susie. Hello, Dr. Don. So nice to be here. I'm so excited you're here. Congratulations on your your newest bestseller, The Ultimate Retirement Guide for 50 Plus, and your podcast, Women of Money. I want to talk about all of that in our time here today, and I know people are very eager to hear your latest advice. But since this is a career show, and you are obviously a very, very successful person in your career as a woman, a business leader, and an entrepreneur, I have to kick off with, with what is your best career advice? for people, especially right now in these unprecedented times, Susie? Mm -hmm. I would tell everybody, Dawn, to stand in their truth because nobody is going to hire you, in my opinion. Nobody is going to do business with you, again, in my opinion. If they can sense that something that you're saying is not true, maybe you feel like you need to cover up that you haven't been able to work because of the pandemic and now you have a horrific you know, FICO score, or you've gotten yourself in serious debt, or you just feel a certain way. They can feel that when you're talking to them. So the best advice that I can give somebody is don't hide anything. Believe in who you are, stand up for who you are, and just always tell people the truth, no matter how it may feel to you that you maybe think you should hide that. Never hide anything. Always tell everybody the true answer to the question that they're asking you. Own it. Own it. I love that because I think when you own it, you are naturally confident. That is something that you exude. You own it. And I think you're absolutely right. When we try to apologize, when we try to get, um, you know, cover things up, we come across as not confident at all. So I love that advice. If you're out there and you're struggling in your career, own it own it. So I have to tell you, um, and this is a little bit of an aside, but I've been a fan of your work for 20 years, and I'll tell you a personal story. I recall telling my doctoral dissertation chair when she asked me 15 years ago, so what's next? And I told her, and she knows this, shout out Cynthia McRae, I want to be the Susie Orman of careers. That was my answer to her, and she always checks in with me on that because You're so gracious in the way that you take your immense knowledge of personal finance and really break it down so that everyone can feel empowered, no matter what their level of understanding. So I'm curious because that's the path that I've I've really created for myself regarding careers. Did you know that was your path? Did you have role models? Did you know? Was this just something that emerged? How did you get to be the person who helps us all have this accessibility to the world of finance? 
Yeah. Never in a million years did I think that I would be who I have become. So, you know, Dr. Don, how people say, set your goals, know what you want to do. I personally did not have a clue. We should never forget that I was still a waitress till I was 30 years of age, making $400 a month, having made $400 a month for seven years. The only reason that I became a stockbroker was because the people that I had been waiting on, the customers for all those years, gave me $50,000 to open up my own restaurant. They told me to put it in at a brokerage firm by the name of Merrill Lynch in a money market fund. I didn't know what a Merrill Lynch was or a money market fund. I did so, to make a very long story short, the broker that was assigned to me was a dishonest broker, lost all $50,000 in three months. Now I didn't know what to do. And I thought, I know I can be a broker. They just make you broker. And, <laughs> but I had taken a liking to it. I had kind of been following what he was doing and everything. And I simply went in to interview for a job because I had to do something to pay all those people back. It wasn't going to be done at 400 a month. That was in 1980, during the time that there were no women stockbrokers at that time. They hired me to fill their women's quota. I was told that women belong barefoot and pregnant. But they hired me to make, again, a long story short, um, because I knew they were going to fire me in six months because they had said, we'll hire you, but fire you in six months, right? I had learned that what my broker did was illegal. I ended up suing Merrill Lynch while I worked for them because I had nothing to lose. And because I sued them, they couldn't fire me. By the time it came to court, I was their top producing broker. And the story goes on from there. But I just let my life lead me, Dawn. I did not lead my life. Like there I was, a stockbroker. I was doing great. I then switched to be a vice president for Prudential-Based Securities because they made me an offer I couldn't refuse. From there, I started my own firm. I simply, in 1995, wanted to impress my clients, so I thought I'd write a book. It was called You've Earned It, Don't Lose It. Never in a million years did I think that book would go on to sell 800,000 copies. Wow. Um, in hardback, that was my first book. Um, and from there... You know, I, I was teaching a course called The Nine Steps to Financial Freedom. That became a book. Somehow I ended up on the Oprah Winfrey show, um, on Larry King, on all these shows, simply because I was doing what I loved, I believed in what I was saying, and I never, ever did it for money. Ever, ever, ever. I always put people first. And it was just one after another including the Susie Orman show. I got that because Bill Bolster, who was the president of CNBC at the time, wife said, why isn't Susie on CNBC? And I went in and I interviewed with him and I insulted the hell out of him because like, even though I loved the man, it was, he was not, he wasn't proper in certain ways. And, but I yelled at him and told him the truth and he hired me. But then when I got my own show done, I didn't want to sign a five-year contract because that's what you have to do when you get a TV show. I said, no. And they said, if you don't sign a five-year contract, we're not going to give you a contract and we're not going to pay you. I said, that's okay. I'll do it for free. Do you know the very first year of the Susie Orman show, I didn't get paid one penny? I did not know that. Yeah. And that's because I didn't care. And this is important when I said I didn't care. Why didn't I care? Because I already had been successful in everything that I had been trying to do, and I saved my money, I didn't spend it, I was proper with it, I didn't try to spend money just to impress people I didn't even know or like. So I had the power. That turned out to be the number one show on CNBC for the entire time that I was there. And because it was their number one show, they wanted to let me do it year for year, but then they paid me exactly what I wanted for the year they didn't pay me, and then I had them where I wanted them.
Yeah, you go, girl. Yeah, this is so. I, this is such an empowering story because I think a lot of people forget, Susie, that we all have a start, and we are, we're comparing ourselves to somebody's chapter twenty when everybody has a chapter one, two, and three. That that's a little messier than what they they see. And all of these lessons to own it, to follow your values. Clarity comes through action and taking steps forward are things we talk about on this show a lot, and you live them. And I think it's so important that people hear that message. Because for those of uh, the listeners who may just be being introduced to you over the past few years, they, they may not see this part. And it's such a critical lesson of what you teach. Yeah. And, you know, there, it's, it's important that we all understand the role that money, excuse me, the role that money plays in our life. We all have to understand if you want to be successful, you want to have a career where you are loving your life, you're making money, you're doing everything that you want, then you have to understand the goal of money. Because the goal of money is for you to be secure. And when you are secure, you are powerful. And when you are powerful, you attract people. Since people control money, they're the ones who hire you, give you a job promotion. When you attract people, you attract money. When you are powerless, you repel people, therefore you repel money. What renders you the most powerless in life? Debt. When you have debt, you are in bondage. So you all have to start little by little, you know, with it, with it, which is get yourself out of debt. Make a 12-month emergency fund. Do the things that you need to do to ground yourself so that you're secure that you have the money to go on in case you get sick, in case you get fired, whatever it may be. It's so true. We, we basically stop planning or don't think about planning our careers or our finances until we're in that crisis. And I would just want to reset, if you're just tuning in, we are live in studio and Dr. Dawn on Careers, Sirius XM Business Radio 132, talking with financial advice powerhouse Susie Orman, sharing advice from her, her latest best-selling book, book, The Ultimate Guide, Retirement Guide for 50 Plus. And I would encourage everybody to check this book out because the title is The Ultimate Retirement guide for 50 plus you may say well that's not for me because I'm not in that age range but I'll tell you reading it um, you will find lots of practical tips that you can use to manage your money at any any level of your career but Don I have to say something I don't mean to interrupt you if you are 25 if you are 30 obviously that might be a book for your parents however I have 10 New York Times bestsellers out there. I have the young, fabulous, and broke for people under 40. I have women and money. I have, you know, the nine steps to financial freedom. Or better yet, even if you didn't buy any of my books, because I personally don't care, right, is that at least listen to my podcast because it's free. And the correct title of the podcast is Women and Money and the Men Smart Enough to Listen. Because all of you have got to understand that that money cannot be segregated. It doesn't matter if you're rich, if you're poor, what religion you are, what sexual preference you have, whether you're a man, whether you're a woman. Money touches every single person, and every single person touches money. So all I want for all of you is that you find the vehicle that you can most relate to. And if you don't know who I am, then don't spend money on one of my books until you've been introduced to me seriously. And the best way to do that would be via the podcast. Which is addictive, which is addictive. And I will say, let's let's jump to the podcast because it includes Susie School, listener Q&A, and you cover a lot of hot topics. Like recently you covered GameStop and Robinhood. And I'll tell you, you had one of the best and easiest to understand explanations I've heard from anybody. Um, and <laughs> one, of the, one of the, the taglines in the description of the podcast is that um, – that you cannot fix a financial problem with money. And I think most people are like, well, I think a little money might help. So tell us what you mean by that. Yeah. Most of the time, people think money is the answer to your problems. I'm here to tell you, having done this now for almost 40 years, that if you have problems with your money, it's because you have problems with who you are. You and your money are one. You 
and your money really share the same space. Because think about it, everybody. Your money is a physical manifestation of who you are. You're the one who manifests it. You're the one who goes out and gets a job. You're the one who decides what you do with your paycheck. Do you save it? Do you spend it? Money cannot do anything without you. So if your money is a mess, it is the perfect mirror that's telling you you're a mess. You know, I always say, Don, you have to go within to see why you are doing without, which is why you can never fix a financial problem with money. That's why all these people that win the lottery lose it all. Because when you have holes in your heart, you have holes in your self-worth. Money might come in, but it will go out just as fast, the same way if you had a glass that was cracked or had holes in it, and you poured all the water you wanted in it, it wouldn't hold it. So, so it's, it's you. It's what's going on in your life that's making you repel people, repel money, being in a financial situation where all you have is debt, you're living paycheck to paycheck. Why? And I'm telling you that because you cannot look at me, people, and say, oh, well, you're seriously rich, which I most certainly am. But, but was I always that? No, I grew up on the south side of Chicago. My mother was a secretary and sold Avon on the side to pay the bills. My father was sick his entire life. And so don't tell me, right, that, that you know, that, that you're born in money, you have money. I had nothing and it's the greatest thing that I ever was given, born into a life of poverty. Because now I can relate to people who don't have it, because I didn't have it. I can relate to people who have speech impediments or are dyslexic, because I'm dyslexic. And I went, you know, couldn't speak for many, many years when I was younger. I can relate in every possible way. Because I am you, everybody. Whether you want to believe it or not, I am. And there's nothing special about me except putting one foot after another and listening to my gut and standing in my truth and always having faith that everything happens for the best. Susie, so well said. And I think the first book I did read of yours was Young, Fabulous, and Broke. And then I went on mm. to Women and Money. I actually saw, I went to a book reading of yours in New York and, and got a signed copy. So, and one of the things that, that you talk about in your book that I think is so important for people, especially me coming as into this as a licensed psychologist, you really talk about mindset. And you, you, I was reading the first chapter of the latest book and I'm like, wow, I'm a financial warrior. And I'm like, I'm getting empowered. But can you... Can you um, you talk about decisions about money are actually not about money at all, but rather about our hopes, fears and wishes. And I think you explain it so well that that this is the piece that people really need to hear to zone in on. Why are my money problems a reflection of, of what's going on in my life? Well, once again, I'll just repeat it. It's think about it, that money can't do anything without you. If you're buying a new car every three years, but you can't afford it, and it's getting you into financial trouble, you're the one who's doing that. You know, you have to stop and ask the question, why am I making such bad choices with my money? What's going on with me that everybody else seems to have everything, but I have nothing? And the key is this, the three internal obstacles to wealth are fear, shame, and anger. Your emotions rule what you do. And what you do is what you do with your life, and your life and your money are one. So when you are afraid, you're afraid, I'm never going to have enough money to pay my bills, I'm never going to be able to do anything, then the way that you normally react to that fear is you go out and you buy something. You want to go out to eat. You were able to go out to eat anymore today, but that will come back. And so you spend money, you buy something because it's on sale, even though you don't want it. And you're afraid, fear, that if you come back, maybe it won't be there. So you end up buying it again. And then it sits in your closet with the price tag on and you never wear it. Why? Because every time you look at it, it reminds you of the fear that you came from when you purchased it. And I could go on and on and on. 
So you really have to change your mindset. What I would tell your listeners, Dom, is that everything you do, think, and say has to pass through three gatekeepers. Is it kind? Is it necessary? And is it true? And ask yourself every time you're about to do something, every time you're thinking something, every time you're you know, about to say something, is it kind? Is it necessary? Is it true? And if it doesn't pass through all three gatekeepers, just don't do it. Is it true that you need to go out to eat? Not if you're in debt. It's not true. Is it kind to yourself? I don't think so. Is it necessary? No way. You see what I'm saying? It's it's a it's a completely revolutionary way of really thinking about money because most people go straight to instead of the root of the problem they go straight to the the math I need more money I need more money more money will fix it and you had a great story Susie in your in your podcast around um, a little girl who gets an Easter basket and and it's yeah. it's all decked out and and the others didn't get that and and you you went into the story about guilt and when we learn especially women to to use our emotions around money decisions this starts very early in our life and especially women who are consultants or are asked to speak for free i hear this a lot i'm constantly asked to speak for free or i'm i'm not paid as much i mean what advice do you have for them because i do think that um, many people are probably surprised to hear that you did the the first year of your tv show for free <laughs> so they're thinking you know, is that is that what i should be taking away from this now, so in the Women in Money book, there is a chapter that's, that its name of the chapter is Don't Put Yourself on Sale. Women, we always, always say yes out of fear that others will not like us or love us. You all have to learn to say no out of love for yourself. You all have to learn how to give to yourself as much as you give of yourself. Because remember, the goal of money is for you to be secure. When you're secure, you're powerful. When you're powerful, you attract people. And when you attract people, you attract money since people control money. So what's really important, all the time people ask me to speak pro bono. All the time. And it's very simple. No, not going to do it. Sorry. Because there's another law of money. When you undervalue who you are, the world undervalues what you do. And when you undervalue what you do, the world undervalues who you are. And as women, we always trade. All right, you cut my hair, I'll give you a manicure. I don't think so. It's money is an exchange of energy. And if we could all learn to talk about money and not feel like money is dirty and I don't want to tell anybody how much money I made, I don't want to tell anybody how much debt I have. No, you have to have the conversation of money because there's nothing wrong with money because, again, money is you. You know, you all show everybody how much money you have by the car you drive, the clothes you wear, the schools you send your kids to, the home you live in, the, the you know, type of furniture you have. But the problem is, are you showing them your money? Or are you showing them how much debt you have? Or what are you even doing? So what's really important is that it's okay to say no. Now, I do a lot of pro bono work, but it's all for the military. And I like that. I like that I've traveled all over the world. And I give talks for free for the men and the women who allow us to have our freedom. Equal exchange in my mind. But I don't feel bad about saying no. No, I'm not going to do that. But on the other hand, Dawn, I never forget from where I started. Like any time somebody calls me and they say, will you do an interview? Will you do this? Will you do that? Even if they're tiny, I say, okay, sure. Because I remember back in the days when nobody showed up for my book signings, nobody wanted me on the radio. No publisher wanted to even publish the first book, You've Earned It, Don't Lose It. It was only done because somebody met me in person and said, okay, I'll do it. Right? So you also have to remember when to be generous and when to say no so you're generous to yourself.
Yeah, that is so well said. And hey, if you're listening, no matter if this is the, the first time you've heard Susie Orman or you've been a fan of her for a number of years, there there are cer- certain mantras you will hear Susie say over and over, which is have 12 months of emergency savings, live below your means. And my favorite, people first, then money, then things. And I know you mean that, Susie. Um, helping everybody to be empowered and have accessibility to financial knowledge is so important to you. And on that note, I know you have a new promotion available to listeners for a limited time. Did you want to share any of that today? I would love that because um, somehow Alliant Credit Union, which is one of the largest online credit unions in the United States and absolutely the best rated, has decided that they wanted to help everybody with me recreate your emergency fund that most likely you actually spent last year when you either didn't have a job, you didn't know what was going to happen, you got laid off, whatever it may be. So if all of you go to, and this is only good now for another 30 days, if you go to myalliant.com and you become a member of Alliant Credit Union, it's no big deal. If you don't meet any of the ways that normal people become members there, they live near them or whatever, you can become a member of Foster Care to Success. It's $5. However, Alliance pays it for you, so it costs absolutely nothing. And you just deposit $100 a month. You can put more in if you want. But if you deposit at least $100 a month for 12 consecutive months, At the end of that time, Alliant will give you $100. Now, you might not think that's a big deal, but that's a 16.7% return on your money. Do you know at today's interest rates, you would have to have $18,000 in a savings account for you to make $100 of interest? You can deposit the money every month. You have $400 in there, and then all of a sudden you need some money. Okay, take it out. Take $200, whatever it is, out. And as long as you keep putting $100 a month in and you have the $1,200 a month at the end of the 12-month period of time, you get your $1,200. If you don't, you're still getting 0.55% interest, which is one of the highest interest rates that you can get anywhere. Take advantage of it. Thousands of people have done it. Thousands. And it's really easy. Just go to myalliant.com and sign up. I love that we're ending with an action step because we love to do that. Um, Susie Orman, it's been an absolute honor to have you on the show. I wish you all the best with the the new book, the amazing podcast. And, and mostly I want to say thank you for the financial advice, but really the empowerment that you've given to all of us over the years. It's been um, something that has really changed the world, and I think that is an amazing thing. So thank you so much, Susie Orman. You're welcome. Dawn, can I just tell you one more thing for you? Of course. Right. Yeah don't want to be the next Susie Orman. You need to be the next Dr. Dawn. Be who you are, only want to be who you are, and you rise as high as Dr. Dawn is meant to rise. Oh, Susie Orman, I did not think I could love you more, but but there you go. (laughs) You just made my day. Thank you so much. All right, Doc. Talk to you soon. You take care. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Dr. Dawn on Career Series XM Channel 132. And if you're just tuning in, of course, you missed Financial Powerhouse, Susie Orman. So you're definitely going to want to go back and check that out. And of course, you can check it out on Twitter at Dr. Dawn Graham or subscribing to Dr. Dawn on Careers on iTunes. And of course, you want to subscribe to Susie's podcast, Women and Money. Check out her array of best-selling books because there is definitely something for everyone. And you can do that by downloading the Women and Money app on Apple or Google Play where you can search past episodes, ask Susie questions, and communicate with other listeners. New episodes of Women and Money drop Sundays and Thursdays. And interestingly, they also have a weekly quizzy similar to our pre-break quiz on Dr. Dawn on careers, except that Susie's actually has to do with money or finance, whereas ours typically goes off the rails. So on that note, let's let's get to our pre-break quiz. Quiz. 
Yes, it is time for our pre-break quiz, our weekly dose of trivia that'll make you slightly more interesting at parties um, or networking events, of course. If you have the answer to the question, you can call us at 844-942-7866. But here it is. During the Cold War, CIA agents would secretly communicate with each other by manipulating this piece of clothing. During the Cold War, CIA agents would secretly communicate with each other by manipulating this piece of clothing. If you think you know what it is, give us a call at 844-942-7866. You're listening to Dr. Dawn on Careers, and it is all open calls next on Sirius XM 132. You're listening to Dr. Dawn on Careers. On Business Radio. Welcome back to Dr. Dawn on Career Series XM, channel 132. I'm your host, Dr. Dawn Graham, and if you're just tuning in, you just missed our interview with the fabulous Susie Orman, and you could check that out, though, because I podcast all of these shows on iTunes, which you can just follow Dr. Dawn on Careers, and you will catch it. You also may have missed our pre-break quiz, which I will tell you one more time in case you want to play along. During the Cold War, CIA agents would secretly communicate with each other by manipulating this piece of clothing. What is it? If you think you know, 844-942-7866. It's open calls for the last half of the show. So if you've got a career question, you can give us a call at 844-942-7866. But what's going on in local news? Well, you may have heard the term breadcrumbing as it relates to dating, but now it's become a term as it relates to the job search. Um, A new study by Robert Half found that hiring managers are taking longer to hire and stringing candidates along with one third of senior managers saying that their company is taking more time to hire because they're hoping that a better candidate will come along in the process. So curious, if you are in a job search or if you're hiring, does this resonate with you, this idea of breadcrumbing? Do, or, you know, are you taking longer to hire? And if you are, why is that? Is it because candidates can't come into the office and you're looking to maybe vet them a little bit longer? Or is it because you're not finding the right candidates and you're hoping somebody better comes along? What is going on in hiring. If you've got a question or comment on that, 844-942-7866. But let's go ahead and answer our pre-break quiz. So I think we have Dion on the line calling in. All right, Dion. (laughs) During the Cold War, CIA agents would secretly communicate using this piece of clothing. I know you know the answer. Of course I do. Yeah. Um, You know what? I'm see. I think you 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 tried to trick us by saying clothing, because the answer is sunglasses. Is is what would sunglasses be categorized as? I mean, it's. I think it's an accessory, isn't it? I mean, yeah. I guess it could be an accessory, but you know, if it would be in the clothing area, I think of a store, but. Um, is not sunglasses, but but I'm curious how they would communicate messages with sunglasses. Ah, see, see, I have an answer for that. Oh, time. all right. So if 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 you if you turn your sunglasses towards the sun and and you you have the glare, like you can do like Morse code. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow, that's complex. Actually, the answer is much, much easier than that. I mean, it's the CIA. I would expect it to be complex. Yeah, that's true. But, but yeah, this is this is much easier. Although I like your thinking. I like your thinking. Next time, uh, next time you wear sunglasses, I'll be like, "Are you trying to say something, Dion? What are you doing?" Dion, we miss you in the studio. Thank you, of course, for being here for the pre-break quiz because it's not the pre-break quiz without you. So I, I have to go. I have to go to your your um, your stand-in, Chris. He's doing an excellent, excellent job. And if he gets this right, I don't know. I don't know, Chris. What do you think? I my first guess would be their their like jacket sleeves. Maybe they start cutting lines into their jacket sleeves, and certain you know a certain number of marks on their sleeve would be a certain message oh interesting so they they actually like that 
You do. Do you? I'm going to start. (laughs) (laughs) So they start cutting, like literally cutting their clothes. Yes, exactly. Wouldn't that be obvious, though, to other people? If they're not, if the lines are small enough, then people that aren't looking for it aren't going to notice. Got it. Got it. Um, that's interesting. It is, it is not that, but you are, you are lower on the body, which means you are closer to the right answer. Uh, So, so we're going to have to go to Dana. Dana, bring us home. Okay. So lower on the body, I'm going to say shoes and maybe they could like mark, use chalk to like mark a coat on a shoe of some sort or dirt or something like that. So I'm going to have to give it to Dana. Um, It's not exactly that, but Dana, um, it is shoelaces. It is shoelaces. Now, granted, granted Dana had a hint because we were talking about going lower in the body, but I'll tell you, I think this is the second time in a row you've got this this right, right, Dana? On a roll, on a roll, yeah. On a roll. My only two wins, but two in a row. Yeah, they would manipulate their shoelaces because shoelaces are inserted into shoes in basically three standard ways. So any deviation in these becomes very useful for signaling. So there are several ways that... Of course, laces could be laced, but never are. So they would relace their shoes, skipping different holes and, um, you know, creating these patterns. And they had three main messages. I have information for you. I'll follow your instruction or I have brought another person. Interesting. 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 It's always about the shoes. There you go. Do we have a ding? I know. It, I know the ding button has uh, has collected a lot of dust. <laughs> there you go. Yep. So there you go. Hey, it's open calls on Dr. Dawn on Career. So if it's Thursday noon Eastern, we are here taking your calls at 844-942-7866. And we talked about just a few minutes ago, the idea of breadcrumbing in a job search. Are you finding that you're getting um, more interviews or asked to be interviewed more times than you have in previous job searches? Are you finding that it's taking longer to get to the offer stage? Are you finding that they're, they're, interviewing you three, four, five times, asking you to meet again. Apparently, this is a trend and employers either are wanting to get to know you better because you're not coming into the office or they are wanting to wait for another candidate who might fit the job better. If you're experiencing this, we want to hear from you. 844-942-7866. And um, let's see. I think I think we have a mailbag, right, Dana? We got Dana. Hello. Yes, we have a mailbag. I am grabbing that. You've got mail. Okay. So we have a mailbag from Jackie in Phillipsburg. Dear Dr. Don, I'm looking for a new job after about 10 years with my current company, and I'm seeing many roles that are fully remote. This used to be code for a scam, but I know things have changed with the pandemic and more people are working virtually. What's the best way to tell if something's on the up and up when applying online or if a recruiter reaches out to me? Yeah, so this is a great question because I think this was this is so true that that we used to see a remote and it used to automatically go to hmm, I have to check this out. But obviously, everything seems to be remote now. So how do you know? And you know, interestingly, I just read a Flex Job survey that found that more than seventy two percent of job seekers reported being concerned about. St- these types of scams and other types of job boards um, collecting personal information. 17% have actually been a victim of a job scam. So what are some of the things that you can watch out for? So Obviously, the remote piece isn't as clear cut as it used to be. But if somebody reaches out to you or you see the website obviously has misspellings, poor grammar, that's an obvious sign. But let's face it, scammers are getting a lot more savvy and those things um, tend not to happen as much. But think about this. If the job description is really vague or if you get hired or an offer 
in a very short amount of time without really going through a robust interview process or getting to meet a a number of people on the team if you're feeling pressured to take the job. Obviously, any company that asks you for in-depth personal information like social security numbers or financial information is a big, big, big red flag. So do not do not be tempted to give that information out. And I know these scammers are getting even more savvy because they know people are desperate. They know people have been unemployed and that that COVID has created a situation where it's very, very competitive. And you want to believe, you want to believe when a recruiter reaches out to you that they're legit. But do your homework. Do your homework. Check them out. Check if they're, um, you know, just type into Google and don't just rely on the first page. Go a couple of pages in. See if there's any scams, any complaints. See if they have a legit website. See if um, they're on LinkedIn and they have legit connections because these are all things that can raise red flags if you're doing your research and you're thinking, wow, you know, this person doesn't have any contacts on LinkedIn or they're not on LinkedIn to begin with. Obviously, things like getting reached out to by a recruiter who is Um, recruiting from a company but giving you very vague details. Sometimes they can't give you all the details, but maybe they're asking you to to do instant messenger or they're emailing you from a Gmail or Yahoo or Hotmail account that's not associated with the company they're talking about. Like Those things are subtle, but those things can really tip you off to dig further. So if somebody is doing any of these things, asking for money up front, that's actually another one that I've seen people fall victim to. So they say, we're going to do training and we need you to buy this equipment so that you're set up to do this job at home. And they do some kind of check exchange. So they they maybe ask you for money, um, you know, or they give you money, you deposit it in your account, and then you pay for something out of their shell company. And by the time the bank verifies that check, it doesn't clear because it's it's a fake check or it's a fake deposit and now you're out that money. So these things, a lot of people are sitting here saying, well, gee, I would never fall for that or that, you know, that's so obvious. It's so obvious when somebody is doing a scam. But quite honestly, it's not. It's not always that obvious. And like we were talking about in the first part of the show with Susie Orman, a lot of the decisions we make, whether it's around money or our careers or anything are driven by emotion and fear is a very powerful emotion and it feels great to be wanted and to be valued and you think wow I've been looking for a job for so long and this recruiter just reached out to me and is saying I'm the perfect person and all they need is my social security number birth date and bank account I can do that and I don't even have to interview this is great this is what I've been waiting for No, no, no. It is not what you've been waiting for. Trust your gut. Trust your gut. Do your homework. Look them up. Do a Google search. Check to see if they're, you know, actually type in their name and the word scam. Check their LinkedIn. One of the the beauties of social media is that we have a, a great ability to do this research. We didn't have you know, Google searches and all of this 20 years ago. So it was much easier to kind of pull the wool over someone's eyes. But we don't really have an excuse anymore. We are in a situation where nowadays we have access to that information. And if you're not sure, check against somebody you know. Talk to a friend because often our friends and people we trust will be able to say to us, hey, that seems odd. Let's check this out. So do a gut check and um, don't allow scammers to take your money at a time when none of us can afford to be in that situation. Hey, 844-942-7866. Thank you so much for the mailbag, Jackie. We really appreciate it. If you've got a question, we are taking your calls all hour at 844-942-7866 here on SiriusXM channel 132 Business Radio. And if you've not yet checked out my LinkedIn learning courses, you will want to do that. I have four courses that will be so helpful to your career. And they are switching your career. I have one on visibility, one on likability, and one on getting into the mind of the hiring manager. And if you've not checked out LinkedIn learning, I encourage you to do that because whether 
you're looking to reskill or do something different in your career, they have thousands thousands of courses on everything from learning a new technology to learning instructional design to career courses, how to do a video interview, pretty much anything you could potentially want. And I think a lot of us are sitting here at the beginning of 2021 saying, what can we really do to support our career? And I think one of the things we can do is to help ourselves learn something new in light of what we see happening in the marketplace. So whether that's learning about the career search, whether that's learning about financial information, whether that's learning about technology, if you're a premium member, all of those courses are free. But if you're not, LinkedIn in as a way to help during the pandemic has made a lot of those courses free regardless of if you have a subscription to LinkedIn. So you're going to want to check those out and you can find more information about my courses either by going to LinkedIn Learning and typing in my name, Dawn Graham, or you can go to my website, which just is drdawnoncareers.com. So if you've got a question, we are here all hour taking our calls at 844-942-7866. And so I want to go back to another piece of news that I've read because I find that this is so interesting. A new report from Indeed shows that since COVID-19 arrived almost one year ago, it has led to a troubling increase in ghosting by both employers and job seekers. So not just employers, which have been ghosting, sadly, for a long time, but also job seekers. 77% of job seekers say they've been ghosted by a prospective employer since the onset of the pandemic. 51% more now than before the pandemic. So sadly, more people are being ghosted by the employer. But 93% of employers are getting uh, have reported at least getting ghosted once and they're keeping track of the ghosters. So you may think, hey, I've applied to a big company and you know I don't have to worry about, about the fact that I just didn't show up for my interview or I never responded to the email, but they are tracking this. Now, I know this is not fair because you're thinking, why do they get to ghost me and I don't get to ghost them? And I completely agree. I do believe that some of the etiquette today by by employers and people in the hiring field has become appalling. I think that ghosting someone, especially, especially after speaking with them on the phone or doing a video interview or any type of interview, is just plain old bad etiquette and rude and it happens all the time and I'm not really sure what the excuse is for that when it's so easy to send an email and just say we've moved on or we've changed direction and we won't be considering you. I mean no one wants to get that email but no one, no one wants to be hanging on. So if you are in this situation, the reason I plead with you as a candidate not to ghost is because you you need to rise above and be treat others the way you want to be treated and I know employers are not living this value not not of course all employers but a lot of them are not but you don't want to be that person because it's equally as simple for you to to send that email and say I'm you know I've I've changed course I'm no longer interested thank you for your time so don't be a ghoster as a job seeker because it will come back to haunt you no pun intended um, but if you're an employer and you're listening to the show I plead with you please come up with a way to connect with people I think it's it's hard enough when people are applying online and you get the automated message that says that says we're not moving forward because Job seekers have no idea why they're not getting to the next level. Is it my resume? Is it my skill set? Did I do something wrong? A lot of times job seekers blame themselves. And I will tell you, as a job seeker, you should know that many, many, many times there's something behind the scenes external that you can't control. So, for example, the company decided to go in a different direction or They maybe had an internal candidate who they were going to hire all along regardless, and there's really no way to compete against that. And um, 
Or they maybe just got, this happens a lot too, I think surprises people, they get a lot of applications and then they realize, hmm, these people have great skills. Let's redo the job ad and make it into something else. And so then they, you know, they redo the job ad and they throw it out in a couple of weeks and they're like, wait. So so there's a lot of things that can happen that have nothing to do with you, the job seeker. Um, and it really sucks that you don't get any feedback. It totally sucks because if there is something you can change, then um, I know job seekers would want to do that. But so as a minimum... I would, I would encourage companies to let people know they're, they're not in the running. Um, but if you speak to someone, if you send an email, if you connect with a job seeker in any, any way, please, please close the loop because there's nothing worse than holding out hope and waking up every day and checking your email in the hopes that that job is going to be moving forward when, in fact, the employer already knows that that's not going to happen. Please, please, please. The job search is hard enough. The job search is is fraught with frustration and ambiguity. And, um, you know, it's demoralizing in a lot of cases. Please don't make it harder for somebody to uh, to be in this process by ghosting them in this way. And, and quite frankly, you don't know if that person's going to be a future customer. You don't know if that person is going to be somebody who might patronize your business or hire your business as a vendor or be in a position at some point to have an impact on your company. And I know you're thinking, well, those odds are you know, pretty small, but I'm telling you, job seekers remember. Job seekers are, are in a, a very specific place. And when this type of things these type of things happen, they remember. Hey, 844-942-7866. If you're just tuning in, guess what you missed? You missed America's financial powerhouse, Susie Orman, who has a new book, The Ultimate Retirement Guide for 50 Plus. It's a bestseller and you can catch that on my podcast. I will be podcasting that for you. Um, Dr. Dawn on Careers is a place where you can find that. If you just subscribe, you will be able to listen to that. But she's fabulous. And she also has a podcast women and money and she also talked about a program that she's making available to listeners that's only available to the end of March so you're going to definitely want to check that out and of course next week we're back with open calls all hour Thursday at noon 844-942-7866 we are so excited to be back in studio and so I want to thank Dion Dana and Chris for making today's show sound so fabulous and of course I want to thank our listeners we are here for you every week. And if you've got a question or a topic, we invite you to call in any Thursday at noon Eastern. And if you can't do that, you can also tweet me at Dr. Don Graham on Twitter, and we will do our best to get your question on the air. In the meantime, follow me on LinkedIn. Send me a personalized invite if you would like to connect there. I post lots of articles and I post lots of helpful career advice that you can follow. In the meantime, we have been so happy to be with you, with you live this week. You've been listening to Dr. Dawn on Careers on Sirius XM, Channel 132 Business Radio, and we will see you next time. Site from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.